Hello and welcome to Shrink, the podcast for the mind. I'm Philippe Taron and I talk to the people who want to have a better understanding of their issues with weight and body image. I'm recording this podcast episode out of some kind of anger, frustration. I saw a new client this morning, a smart, educated, beautiful woman. Uh, and when I say beautiful, it's you know, not like judging the aesthetic or stuff like that, but like, you know, really nice person. And then she's telling me about her story, the way she has put on all the diets that she has done over the years and the you know, disappointments of um, putting the weight back on whenever she would lose some because sometimes she wouldn't even lose any weight. And her self-esteem was so damaged by all these attempts uh, to lose weight. It's not, only, it's not the only reason why her self-esteem wasn't uh, you know, at, a, at a good level, let's say, but definitely these diets that she's done, these people that she's believed, um, destroyed somehow part of her soul, part of her inspiration, part of her trust in, in her ability of, you know, the, of being a good person, the good person that she is. And that makes me really, really angry. <laughs> and uh, Maybe I have to breathe a bit better because I, maybe you can hear it in my voice because I've seen it so many times. People who have tried so many diets, you know, because they were feeling vulnerable. So they thought they were not able to address things by themselves and they would follow any advice that anyone would give them. There are some people who give good advice. There are some nutritionists who can help you. There are some psychotherapists who can help you with that, of course. But not the diet uh, companies, which make millions out of the despair of so many people. So I thought I would, again, list most of the reasons why you may tend or you tend to overeat and then put on some weight. There is a lack of sleep, tiredness. Obviously, when you don't sleep well, when you're tired, it affects your mood, it affects your emotions. Being more tired makes you feel like you know, getting some energy out of the food. And um, let's say you had a, you know, a, poor, a poor sleep, a poor night, uh, bad night, I don't know if you would say poor in English, but um, um, and you feel tired, you're going to reach for food, which is, which is somehow and for a little while going to give you some energy, but not for long. What you really need in this case is a proper sleep. So a diet is not going to help you sleeping. You need to see someone who specializes in sleeping issues. And then by restoring the quality of your sleep, you will restore the, your emotions, you will restore the, the image of yourself, and then you can start eating more properly, eating more mindfully. Boredom is another one. Boredom is a big one, in fact. It's a big trigger. You're at home or anywhere, in fact. You can be even at a dinner, let's say, with friends, but you're not really there. You're kind of bored. You, know, you, you don't even know why you accepted to go there. Maybe you felt like, well, if I don't go to these dinners, uh, I won't be friends with them anymore. Or you're at home, 
don't really have much to do, don't feel like going out, don't feel like re reaching out and uh, um, call friends. So it's so tempting to not be in touch uh, with that boredom, which creates a feeling of loneliness sometimes. It's so tempting to start having this conversation with yourself. Oh, but I've got this uh, slice of cake in the fridge that I didn't eat the other day. Or I've got this leftover of pasta that uh, is very tempting. You know, it's like you're having a conversation with yourself, which somehow will make you less in touch with this feeling of boredom. Not for long, because once you've eaten that, that slice of cake or once you've eaten the leftover of pasta, um, I'm talking here about eating these things and not being hungry, because if you're hungry, of course, you should, or you, you know, should eat whatever you feel like whatever you feel like your body needs. And in this case, it's not going to be satisfying and you will want more. And then you start blaming yourself, saying, why, why did I eat that? I didn't need it. Uh, it's too much. I, um, and you, know, you will really somehow encourage uh, um, this negative image of yourself. It can be anger or frustration. Frustration and anger are the, you know, maybe the number one trigger for people with, uh, who overeat or are, who have weight issues. Um, there is nothing wrong with anger. You know, it starts with something you're unhappy with, something someone has said or um, something you've, you've seen. And uh, if you don't express your anger, if you repress it, if you keep it for yourself, Instead of saying to your friend, you know, I'm not happy with that. I'm not happy with you arriving uh, 15 minutes late every time uh, uh, we're supposed to see each other. Or if you tell someone, um, you know, why, why do you go uh, past me in the queue? You know, you're at the supermarket and somebody passes in front of you and you say, I'm sorry, but you are behind me, so please get back behind me. If you don't, if you don't express that, but just keep it for yourself you will be tempted at some point, not tempted in fact, but you will somehow turn this anger against yourself because it doesn't disappear. The anger doesn't just vanish, it doesn't disappear. It's a lure to think that it does. So you will turn this anger, this anger against yourself by overeating. And then you can start blaming yourself. Oh, I eat like a pig and uh, I look like a pig and I will never be slim. I don't have any... Um, I don't have any willpower. It's like all this anger that you haven't expressed to others and which was fair to express. Sometimes, it, you know, it's, it's things that happen daily. Sometimes it's less often than that. All this anger that you haven't expressed, that you have repressed, you will turn it against yourself. Some people go even as far as hurting themselves. So they would, for example, fall in the street just because they would be like loaded with that anger. And then they can express their anger. Oh shit, that hurts. And you know, they can properly uh, uh, put words on their anger. But they've turned it against themselves, which is so unfair. Another trigger is fear. Fear, which if you don't identify it, becomes some kind of anxiety. And we live in a world which is obviously full of fears full of dangers. We, know we hear about the, the climate change, we hear about what's happening in, happening in Ukraine and in Russia and you know, in so many countries. Like some leaders from the far right to get elected, 
in Italy and in other countries. It's like the world is changing so quickly and in a way which can really trigger fear. What's going to happen tomorrow? What is this world going to be like? How is it going to be like for my kids? You know, we need some kind of reassurance. We need some kind of certainty. And nowadays there isn't that much, uh, let's say that to the least, there isn't that much of um, certainty. We don't know what tomorrow will be like. I mean, we kind of know, but, you know, when we're not in a good place, we can make it like a, we can make it look and sound like a terrible uh, scenario. If you don't acknowledge, if you don't not in touch with your fears, and if you don't say, yes, this is scary, what I hear about planet uh, uh, global warming, what I hear about what's going on in, in, uh, in uh, Ukraine is very scary. You can talk to it, uh, you can talk about it with friends. You can see what you can do. I think that when we're being active, and some people will say, yeah, but it's not going to make a big difference in, you know, in the uh, global warming if I just uh, put my heating system three degrees uh, lower. Well, I don't agree with that. I think it's, uh, that's how it starts. It starts by ourselves making some changes. If you can help, I don't know, there are so many... Uh, Organization, organizations helping uh, people in uh, Ukraine, if you're active, active on that front, you will be less inclined to uh, be in touch with your fear because you will be, um, yeah, you will be active. It won't, it won't be something which is kind of remote and like a dark thing that you don't really know what it's like. No, you will be part of it. Sadness is a big, big trigger as well. And it's sadness that we don't express. So, you know, you hear some something really sad about one of your friends or about a family member or even, you know, all these things that we see on television. And um, if you don't acknowledge, if you're not in touch with your sadness, if you don't cry, that's really the best way to express your sadness is to cry. And you can start by saying, Fuck yes, I am really sad. I feel sad. Maybe I don't know why exactly or precisely, but yes, I am sad. Just starting by acknowledging that you're sad and see if your tears come. Some people have repressed so much sadness inside them. It's they, they feel like it's going to be an incredible flow of, of tears and it will never stop and they will get depressed. Well, no, you don't get depressed by being in touch with your sadness and by crying. You can eventually get depressed if you repress your sadness, if you're not in touch with it. So, please, cry. <laughs> no, I mean that. I mean that. And uh, uh, I think that's the, this idea that we shouldn't uh, uh, show our sadness and it's something that you know I hear sometimes parents uh, telling their kids... Uh, Oh, come on, don't be sad. Uh, it's going to be all right. Or, you know, look at all the things, the good things you've got. And It's like they're not allowed to express their, their sadness. It is not a valid emotion in some families. Another trigger is the family patterns. If you're part of a family, which is what I would call a family of overeaters, <coughs> sorry, or a family of fat people, as they would describe themselves somehow, um, it's tempting to, uh, it's not that it's tempting, it's difficult to extract yourself from this pattern because somehow 
more or less unconsciously, you will feel like you are abandoning or distancing yourself from your family. So it's like a family trait. Um, I belong to that family. And by losing weight, it's like I'm, I'm not part of this family anymore. Or I'm betraying them. And um, that's unbearable, of course. Well, I understand this feeling, of course. And it's quite common, in fact. But it's your own body. It's your own mind. It's your own health. And your family, if you're unwell, if, you're, uh, if your knees or your back start hurting, if you've got some heart problems, if you've got, you know, your family will be there maybe, but then it will be you being in pain. It will be you being putting your, your health at risk. So again, I understand why it's making it more difficult, you know, when it's, it's a family thing, but you still deserve to be healthy. And you still deserve to have your own way of eating and the, and the body that you want to have. Self-punishment is also a trigger. It's like you think you're not good enough. You think um, you haven't, you've done something wrong. You think you've... Uh, um, it's like you deserve to punish yourself by overeating. It's a very difficult one, in fact, to... Uh, to detect because it's not something that we do um, consciously. It's not like, oh, okay, yeah, I've cheated on the on my girlfriend or I've cheated on the, on my wife. Or I'm gonna punish myself by overeating. No, it's more the guilt that we get from feeling like we are we have been a bad person. We haven't been good enough. We didn't support a friend or a family member enough. We're gonna punish ourselves by overeating. Well, it's not the right way to, uh, to deal with things, of course. The right way is to think, why did I find it difficult to, to help that friend? Why did I find it difficult to, <clears throat> to, to have kind words to that uh, cousin that really seemed to need uh, to hear kind things? It's, you know, do I feel like I put myself at risk if, I'm more, uh, if I have more empathy? It's having this kind dialogue with yourself so that you understand why you tend to uh, to feel like you're not good enough or you're, you, or you're wrong or doing terrible things and see how you can change that. I know that talking about self-punishment, but it's true for the other um, triggers that I mentioned, it's easy, especially for me, it's easy to say, um, yeah, just do that and it will be okay. No, I know that sometimes it's really it's things which are really deeply engraved inside your uh, your memory inside your um, your emotions inside your you know it's sometimes a, like a big part of who you are a big part of your life so you won't you'll need some help for that my help or the help of a good therapist and there are many good uh, therapists there are some really good therapists anyway um alcohol is a big one I mean, I like a glass of uh, red wine, especially sometimes. But uh, when we when we start drinking a bit more every day, or you know, like we we start by having a glass or two of wine uh, in the evening, and then it's we have one at lunch, and then it's you know we you know after a few months we finish the bottle for whatever reason because we feel lonely, because we feel uh, sad, because somehow you know alcohol makes you feel more funny when you're having a date or when you're seeing friends or 
But still, alcohol is not your friend if you want to lose weight. If you want to eat the right portions of food, alcohol is really not going to help you. Not going to help you. It doesn't make you a funnier person. It just, well, we all know that, but uh, it just makes you f feel freer to express. It's not like there is a, a clown inside you that alcohol uh, suddenly uh, reveals. No, it's more that maybe you dare being more creative, you dare being more yourself when you've drank a glass or two or three or more. But then work on that. Think, why, you know, why do I need alcohol to uh, express myself and show who I really am? Some people use alcohol to fall asleep as well because we, if, they don't, if they don't like drink in the evening, they won't fall asleep. And it does help you falling asleep, but then the quality of your sleep is going to be awful. And um, and then, you know, week after week and months after months, you're going to need even more alcohol to uh, to get into a more sleepy mood. And um, and your nights are going to be worse and worse. Because, again, if it, it can help you falling asleep, but you will have a quality of sleep which will be awful. Some people overeat and put on some weight because they're scared of seduction. They're scared of being attractive and you know if i'm slim boys or girls will will uh, look at me in a different way they will fancy me eventually and then i may end up in a relationship and i know i cannot handle a relationship every time i've been in a relationship I, it was traumatic uh, i couldn't manage it i was jealous i was this i was that i mean i'm just giving an example but being scared of your own seduction and you know being scared of sometimes even the look the way people will look at you and think hey he looks good or hey she she looks good and you know they will they may engage with you because you you feel more confident and it's something you can't uh, it's something you can't really manage it scares you in fact and maybe it's not that bit that scares you maybe it's the bits afterwards what do i do once i've started connecting with someone who fancies me I will talk more about that in another uh, podcast episode. There are other triggers, many more. I've mentioned a few here. Um, I've done I've done sorry podcast episode where I talked about uh, others. These are serious matters that no diet will ever cure. So whatever you try, you know, whatever diet you try to lose weight, you may eventually lose some weight, maybe but it will just hurt your self-confidence even more. It will only damage even more your self-esteem. So address these things in, the, in a good way, in a healthy way. Again, I know it's not easy. I know it's um, tempting to go for a quick fix, thinking, well, if I lose weight, it will all be fine. But that's not how it works. Mm -hmm.